0: Not only we know how to do standard, not only we are committed as a country to make a difference in the sustainability, but we're coming up to see in a tangible manner to say to accelerate the creation of this board this year.
1: Welcome to Sustainability Leaders. I'm Michael Torrance, Chief Sustainability Officer with BMO Financial Group. On the show, we will talk with leading sustainability practitioners from the corporate, investor, academic, and NGO communities to explore how this rapidly evolving field of sustainability is impacting global investment, business practices, and our world.
0: The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of Bank of Montreal, its affiliates, or subsidiaries.
2: One of the key challenges for businesses in the financial sector in terms of supporting the global shift to a more sustainable world is the lack of common sustainability reporting standards across jurisdictions. This issue remains a concern for climate change leaders, governments and regulators. But lots of work is being done to address this issue at the international level, most notably at the IFRS Foundation. Following a major consultation conducted over the past several months, the International Financial Reporting Standard Foundation, or IFRS, has found that there is great demand for global sustainability reporting standards, which triggered their proposal to create a brand new International Sustainability Standards Board, or ISSB. And Canada is actually in the race to host the headquarters of the new ISSB. So today, we're speaking with Charles-Antoine Saint-Jean, CEO of CPA Canada, and Simon Fish, Special Advisor on Climate Change at BMO, to discuss Canada's bid to host the ISSB and also opportunities and challenges surrounding sustainability reporting standards. So as President and CEO of CPA Canada, Charles-Antoine Saint-Jean leads one of the largest professional accounting bodies in the world with more than 220,000 members. Prior to taking this role, he was appointed chair of the Public Sector Accounting Board in 2017 and chair of the Ontario Government Internal Audit Committee in 2019. He retired from Hearst Young in 2017 after serving as national managing partner until 2016. He had uh, rejoined Hearst Young in 2007, after serving as Controller General of Canada from 2004 to 2007. And our other guest, Simon Fish, is uh, BMO's former general counsel. He is a seasoned executive with 30 years of international experience at leading global companies such as BMO, Vale, and Royal Dutch Shell. As special advisor to the CEO of the Bank of Montreal, Simon Fish is responsible for advising on the development and application of the bank's sustainability strategy, approaches to climate change and related financial risk, environmental and social risk management and impact measurement and reporting. This interview today will be conducted in both official languages of Canada, French and English. On reçoit aujourd'hui Charles-Antoine Saint-Jean, chef de la direction de CPA Canada, et Simon Fish, conseiller auprès du chef de la direction de la Banque de Montréal en matière de changement climatique et de durabilité. Nous allons discuter avec Charles-Antoine euh, et Simon aujourd'hui de la question des normes d'information sur la durabilité et d'une initiative de la IFRS pour développer des standards mondiaux. Cette initiative se nomme le Conseil des normes internationales d'information sur la durabilité, ou à ISSB. And the Canada aimerait être l'hôte de ce conseil. Donc, on parle de tout ça aujourd'hui avec Charles-Antoine et Simon, et ce, dans les deux langues officielles du Canada, le français et l'anglais. To kick things off, uh, Charles-Antoine, can you tell us about yourself uh, your career um, and how you came to be involved with uh, CPA Canada?
0: So, uh, thank you very much, uh, Jean-Simon, uh, for the question. So, um, my career, see, I've done mo- the essential of my career uh, with Ernst & Young. The city, I finished as a managing partner uh, responsible see, for the, the public sector practice. I also, over my career, see, uh, uh, did a stint see, in the federal government. I was uh, controller general for just about four years in the uh, 2004, 2007, 2008. I've also been involved with with the Public for um, accounting standard to say, uh, for quite some time over my career. When I retired from EY to say, I became chair of the Public Sector Accounting Board of Canada, and this is where I start getting a uh, bit more knowledgeable to say, understanding to say what was the evolution of those uh, sustainability standard to say that that everybody was talking about. So uh, this is uh, mostly true. This uh, last experience of the three years after I retired from EY, that it became knowledgeable and understood the city. um, This is something that we must get involved with and fast.
2: And Simon, over to you. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself?
3: Uh, Merci uh, Jean-Simon. Let me say uh, at the outset, uh, just how delighted I am to join you and Charles Antoine today. This is an important topic. Charles Antoine and his colleagues at uh, CPA Canada uh, are to be commended for their leadership in tackling it head-on. M- my career has been a, a fortunate mix of law and industry, and one that has taken me to several countries and to a range of business experiences in the global energy, mining, and uh, financial services sectors. However, it's in my current role as chair of BMO's Climate Institute that I join you today. Uh, The BMO Climate Institute is a uh, think-and-do tank. We're involved in developing strategies and bank-wide engagement and solutions on climate risk and opportunity. And the Institute helps in partnership with others across the bank, uh, BMO's climate-related client engagement, innovation, analytical tools, and research and policy-setting. And it is in this context that I have come to know and work with Jean-Antoine in this important endeavor.
2: And Jean-Antoine, why is the topic of sustainability reporting important for the accounting profession?
0: The topic of uh, those standards are important to see historically, see the, um, the accounting profession has been focusing, let's say, on, on, measurement to say, of the f- financial accounting. Financial accounting, the city, uh, the uh, of the various transactions, the city. But as uh, things evolved, we see everybody understand that now. Let's see, performance cannot only be measured by one dimension only. The the, the financial accounting, the the multi-dimensional aspect of it, to see are quite uh, quite important. See. And this is where to see the the three other dimension, the environment and the climate, uh, the social and governments, to see are are to see became to see very much at the forefront to see that the if you want to measure performance, you've got to measure it to see in a full sum matter. Because let's see that's that's the way to see that you can ensure that investors let's see the um and um in companies, in communities, and government, can really ensure to say that resources are deployed as capital is deployed, deployed to say for the the longer run, to say uh, without to say having been blindsided to say on two or three aspect of the, the performance. Uh, it is important to say for the accountant to see to uh, and and for all to say uh, business people, but all everybody involved to say, in the uh, in resource allocation and capital allocation to get a good read. To of the, um, of the, uh, the overall performance. So uh, for us it, it's a natural, complement of what we've done this in the past and um, we know how to do standards we've been involved in doing standards for 40 50 years we know to see what the due process of for standard to see uh, we know see, the city um, how challenging it is to um, to to get a uh, consensus around standard uh, so we bring some some know-how on how to how to do it and uh, we can be the accelerator to see to um, to make it happen in the um, in the, the coming years, so we've got the background, the, the, exper- the experience, and also the willingness to, see and the, um, to, to, uh, to do it.
2: Euh, en français maintenant, donc Charles Antoine, pourquoi est-ce que les normes d'information sur la durabilité sont importantes pour CPA Canada et la profession de comptable agréé?
0: La raison pour laquelle c'est important, pour la la profession, CPA Canada, mais surtout la profession, c'est que euh, la profession est impliquée depuis euh, depuis plusieurs dizaines d'années dans la euh, dans la confection, dans la la rédaction, dans euh, des des des, des normes comptables, et on a développé une certaine expertise euh, euh, comment faire ces normes-là au cours des années dans tout tout le processus de, de diligence et, et euh, de, de, de s'assurer qu'il y a, un, qu'il y a une, euh, que, que tous sont sont d'accord avec les normes qui euh, qui sont créées. Donc il y a il, on a une connaissance de, des normes mais ce la raison Principal, c'est qu'on s'est aperçu au cours des, des dernières années des, euh, de plusieurs années que la, la, la dimension euh, unique dont de la, la mesure des, des transactions la mesure des euh, situations économiques euh, sur une base euh, euh, exclusivement financière euh, ne donnait pas leur juste sur la santé ou sur euh, les euh, sur la santé ou sur les Les, la réalité économique. Il manquait des dimensions euh, au euh, à la, la mesure la performance et c'est les trois dimensions importantes qui manquaient dont on le voit tous les jours dont sur la dimension climatique qui euh, Qui, qui n'était pas bien mesuré la dimension sociale sur les, les euh, lorsqu'on parle des chaînes d'approvisionnement sur ainsi de suite et aussi sur la question de bonne gouvernance qui n'était pas mesurée et on s'est aperçu que étant donné qu'il n'était pas mesuré euh, les gens euh, l'allocation du capital se faisait se faisait d'une façon euh, incomplète et on, on voit que la, la, la l'allocation du capital euh, n'a pas été faite d'une façon optimale Donc, en ajoutant ces trois dimensions à la dimension purement financière, on peut permettre à ce moment-là aux investisseurs et aux organisations, euh, les, aux compagnies, aux gouvernements, aux communautés, euh, de se faire de faire une meilleure lecture disons, sur propos et la durabilité des investissements qui sont faits. Simon? During your
2: time at, at BMO, you, you've seen the growing importance of climate change uh, and sustainability in, in many, many aspects of, of your work, uh, including sustainability reporting. And it's, it's been quite a shift, I think, on, on, on many levels over the years. What, what are your thoughts on, on the importance of sustainability reporting for companies and the financial sector and, and how it's, it's been evolving?
3: The importance Uh, of sustainability reporting generally and uh, climate disclosure specifically, uh, I don't think can be overstated. Quite plainly, it has significance for all businesses uh, in all sectors, but particularly for financial services where firms intermediate and underwrite sustainability risk and for their respective investors, regulators, trading partners, uh, and employees, Sustainability, or ESG if you prefer, uh, investing has evolved enormously over the past 20 or 30 years. Uh, It now impacts nearly every aspect of the corporate and investment decision-making process. And the evolution has driven companies to measure and improve practices across all aspects of the E, the S, and the G spectrum. For example, you know, we continue to see companies improving their measurement and reporting in corporate ESG practice, particularly as more and more companies commit to uh, carbon goals and greater biodiversity awareness, show increased adoption of uh, inclusive human capital management policies, increased gender and ethnic diversity at board and management level, and quite frankly, adopt better board composition and improvements in stewardship practices, such as engagement and voting. And as a consequence, sustainability reporting itself has continued to evolve with different approaches developing in different regulatory environments. And so today we find that the momentum towards universal reporting and disclosure on climate risk and sustainability Uh, is gaining strength at both international and domestic levels. And I would hasten to add that although there is not yet a single universally accepted standard for evaluating and disclosing all ESG factors, there are nonetheless several well-recognized standards uh, and agencies such as SASB, the Global Reporting Initiative, CDP, uh, the task force on climate related financial disclosures climate disclosure standards board and the value reporting foundation and we've seen significant pressure from issuers investors and regulators to harmonize this complicated maze of standards uh, and we expect the progress to continue
2: thanks charlotte the international financial reporting standards foundation plays a major role in setting accounting standards globally. so we we know that. and and but can you tell us about the recent work of IFRS on sustainability reporting and perhaps why it's become such a focus area for uh, IFRS trustees from your perspective?
0: Well, so the um, issue of the IFRS, a foundation getting involved in the uh, sustainable city um, standard has evolved in the last, I would say, two years, three years to include let's say the city. The opportunities of looking, could they also develop, let's say, new standard to say, for sustainability on top, let's say, of the uh, IFRS uh, standard the city do for financial reporting. So, um, They've been working at it. Let's see for a number of uh, number of months. And the, uh, I would say, let's see, the, uh, since last September, last August, September, where the city been exploring to see if they could take on to see that role. They've been looking at their own governance to see if they could enlarge to see their footprint see, the, uh, to see um, to to create to see new uh, standards for sustainability. Working as uh, Simon has just mentioned. Working to see with some very good standard setters that that have have been uh, developing some standards over the last. Ten years, seven years, ten years. How could you accelerate to see the um, the creation of a, of a single set of sustainable uh, standards? So um, they've been working hard at it to say, to looking at their their uh, governance to see to see if they could uh, take on that role. It's a it's a very different role for them because uh, you know the IFRS standard boards. It's um, at the moment let's say the, uh, it's mostly uh, accountants and some. Economists, as they say, that are doing standards going forward to see. they'll have to see new um, uh, new new discipline to see that would be working with them see the uh, you would have economists you would have social scientists you would have scientific to see uh, the expert to see climatologists to see the uh, legal uh, you'll have other discipline to come and create those uh, those standards so they've been working hard to see with the current standard setters to try to come up to see with one single platform and also to bring to see different uh, different discipline into it and um, they're making progress to see, they're all looking up to see a cup 26 event to see it in in november to see to to be ready to see to take on uh, that role so uh, this is a, in a nutshell is what they've been doing see over the last year of getting ready to see to take on uh, that role it's it's been a Complicated journeys, I would say, um, of um, of of creating, let's say that uh, that board. But it's all moving in the right direction at this point in time. So I don't know if I answered your question or not, uh, Jean Simon. But that would be my reading of what it is now. Maybe, maybe
2: if you could um, expand, uh, if you can, a little bit on on uh, the International Sustainability Standard Board. So, so it's as as you pointed out. So you know the IFRS has been working on it for, for a number of months, so it hasn't been fully created yet. I guess my, my first question to you, Charles-Antoine, would be, so so, what is exactly the mandate of this this new uh, sustainability standard board?
0: Well, that board has not been created yet. To say, hopefully, you see the, uh, the, uh, the foundation, uh, the trustee will be meeting uh, in September, to um, to confirm to say that they um, they are prepared to take on uh, that role. Uh, they are also working on governance to say to find chair, vice chair, and also to uh, uh, identify who those directors uh, would be. To say the, uh, and the question of uh, who, uh, what they will be focusing on, they will be focusing on the first first standards, the the, the first order priority. I think will be climate. To so the uh, but to see the uh, the uh, social in governance to see will be following uh, very very shortly thereafter but so it's all being done now let's see, so board meeting to see uh we understand is in september where the uh, governance will be changed and then they will be uh, making the nomination to see for chair vice chairs the uh, it's all in process as we speak now
2: The interesting part of the story is that there is a bid for Canada to host the ISSB. And so, Charles-Antoine, can you you tell us a little bit more about Canada's bid to host the ISSB?
0: Yeah, so uh, maybe that bid to say that it goes back to last um, uh, September, uh, last August, uh, when I took on the see. Uh, the role of uh, CEO of uh, cpa canada i was asked to see to take it on to see, and and help to see, the city um, the profession navigate see, the city uh, the coming uh, few years to see to um, uh, position itself to see for for the future so i looked to see where where were the file see where the the cpa profession to see, could maybe make a difference in the the coming years and uh, it was very very clear in my mind i said that the to see, was the the first uh, um, the first, probably one of the highest uh, uh, priorities see, to uh, where we could add some some value uh, and I, I was looking at the dynamic of this file see, so all these international uh, organization working together see and like simon mentioned say there's five or six or seven different uh, uh, standard setters they all jockeying a bit to see to uh, uh, to 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 help shape it this is the there was the momentum from my fact the momentum from IESCO to see a lot of great work being done but having been around for a few years i've been working internationally for a few years in various capacity i identify quite early on to see that all these great ideas to see um there's a there's a big risk that the see it will fall flat if you don't have the funding and so i say well okay so um Canada has a lot of experience in standard setters. We've been doing it for forty years plus. We've got a great reputation to idea So we've got credibility in terms of standard setter, and for many many years uh, that's been that's been the case. The so we had the experience, and then I look at the geopolitics of the world at the moment to say with uh, uh, our great American friends, uh, my colleague to say, from the ICPA to see uh, was talking to him regularly. Say say how can we help? and so on, I was talking to my friends in the UK as well saying hmm that this that's going to be difficult to pull out say, so talking to my friends in Europe that's going to be difficult to pull out and so on. so it's I came up to say what the what if Canada, was to say uh, raising it uh, his hand say, well, you know we're going to help you make it happen. It's important. it has to happen. We've got to do it to see for the generation that follows for our generation, but also the follow generation that follows. So you know there was a call, call to arms if you want to, what can we do to to help? And um, so gradually see we we tested the the idea to see with the um, private sectors, say, would you come in? Uh, do you think it's uh, feasible? work to see with um our uh, friends in the uh in the federal government to see would you participate in such a and um, in, in such a uh, an initiative so and everybody is saying yeah it's it's uh, this is probably a place where candidacy could um could make a contribution uh, so that was in september October November then I made a pitch to my board say um what if CPA Canada say was the uh, was starting to create a fund, uh, a substantive fund, a substantial fund? I'm sorry, the, uh, to uh, assist the say the uh, the foundation and uh, setting it itself up because all the great idea, but if you don't have the money, it will go nowhere. So uh, so we wanted to create the accelerator and uh my board was uh re- resoundingly positive on it say "Yeah, this is the thing uh, we need to do and they put the first uh multi million dollar uh, bet to see in the uh, in the fund to see to start creating it. And then it was a question of um, of going to knocking at the doors so uh, of uh, various players. And when I see uh, Simon here, say uh, in front of me, to say I was a very lucky man to find Simon early on. the city. Uh, and I really mean that, uh, Simon. the city. Uh, uh, early on the city, to see um, to uh, when starting looking at uh, how can we make it happen. So um, uh, Simon to helped me to see talking to a uh, uh, few. You few, um, few people say on, on Bay Street. I had some friends in Montreal, so I talked to them, see, talk to uh, others see across across the country, talk to also the, the First Nation, First Nation of Canada. See, so you know this is important and you tell us, our friends as in the First Nation that we do not care enough, we do not share do you want to participate in it? Let's say to and also show leadership there. And again, they say they, they were uh, they raised their hands. Absolutely, we're going to be there. So starting to see creating say, the city, uh, the uh, the coalition that way. And then to say it, um, the federal government to say said, yep, you uh, do a public private partnership kind of an arrangement, and uh, we will support you to say with our with our money. But to see but it's not the, the the money is, is not, uh, it's more to say their their political, the air covers that they provide us to say to um, uh, to position uh, Canada say to be uh, at the forefront. So um it took four or five months to raise the the money and the the amount. If you ask me the amount, I will not tell you what the amount is, because we don't want to. the uh, It's still uh, uh, confidential at this point in time because we don't want to create this a, a uh, international bidding war. But it's a substantial. But it's uh, took about four or five months uh, to to raise it and everybody pledged it in writing. They said the, uh, the uh, their their commitment. I must say uh, uh, Simon helped me to. Say with some some of his, his friends I see on, on Bay Street to see the uh, I would say the governor of the bank helped me also to see with some friendly call and the uh, deputy Minister of Finance helped me also with some friendly call many of, uh, of our colleagues in the industry, he made calls to each other and um, so it was it was very much a, a team effort to see to uh, to raise those funds and make the case to the foundation to say that um, not only we know how to do standard, not only we are committed as a country to uh, to make a difference in the sustainability, um, but we're coming up to say in a tangible manner to say to accelerate the creation of this, um, this, this board this year. We want it to be effective, let's say, by the end of this calendar year. And here's the check to say that will enable you to do it. So it was a journey.
2: Yeah, it sounds like quite quite the journey. And and Charles Antoine, just for our listeners, when uh, will the host be announced?
0: Well, we, uh, we've we been informed to say that the uh, at the moment, I see the plan is still to be announced at COP26. So we're talking frequently to say with the uh, leadership at the, uh, the the foundation, they've got a lot and a lot of work to, to be done in the next uh, five, six weeks. Like I say, um, coming up with that initial, the prototype of this uh, first uh, standard uh, finding chair, vice chair, Making all the uh, the logistics of this um, of this creation of the the new board, but uh, we're told to say that should be announced at the COP26 in November.
2: Et Charles Antoine en, en français maintenant, qu'est-ce qui fait que le Canada est le meilleur endroit pour uh, pour être l'hôte uh, de, uh, de la <sighs>
0: Bon, pour pour différentes raisons le Canada dont s'est, euh, s'est engagé euh, à être euh, neutre au point de vue carbone d'ici 20, euh, 2050 le Canada est un des euh, 12 pays euh, qui euh, qui a même euh, créé une législation à cet effet là disons, pour euh, euh, s'obliger euh, à atteindre cet objectif euh, le Canada a aussi un, un programme de carbon carbon pricing de ce qui Euh, qui, euh, qui, ou, qui, qui, qui couvre aussi plusieurs pays euh, euh, dans le moment dire, qui, qui est très efficace euh, de ce côté-là. Puis c'est, on est tout au tout début, mais on, c'est comme tous ces, ces, ces systèmes-là, disons, ça, ils vont évoluer au cours des, des, prochains, euh, des, des prochaines années, mais notre système est, est en place. Euh, donc, de ce côté-là, du côté de l'engagement euh, de, 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 de devenir euh, euh, un, un bon aux citoyens, si vous voulez, du côté carbone, euh, tout est en place et euh, l'IMF, l'IMF nous nous dit donc que le, Car- le Canada est aussi euh, euh, connu donc comme un des, des pays un des euh, qui, qui, qui émettent beaucoup de de, 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 de carbone, mais donc qui prend les, les mesures les plus euh, les plus adéquates, les plus euh, efficaces dans le moment pour réduire cette euh, cette empreinte là. Euh, donc il y a une volonté politique à tous les niveaux et Quand je mentionnais un peu plus tôt, quand je, euh, lorsqu'on faisait le, le la cueillette des fonds, donc sur, euh, euh, on le voyait dans les discussions avec toutes les, 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 les grands leaders, euh, au Canada, euh, dans toutes les industries. Donc, c'est, c'est, financière, bien entendu, mais l'industrie aussi du, euh, de l'extraction. Donc, c'est, euh, euh, l'industrie aussi du transport. Donc, c'est, euh, euh, des, de, de la technologie qui a une volonté politique à travers le, le Toute la, 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 euh, l'économie canadienne pour, euh, pour se faire. Donc il y a cet aspect-là, donc euh, au point de vue euh, volonté politique et au point de vue de volonté de, euh, de la société de 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 de, de devenir euh, euh, neutre au point de vue carbone. Euh, mais il y a aussi le, le, ce que je mentionnais un peu plus tôt, le Canada euh, a aussi une très bonne expérience de, d'écriture, euh, de confection de, de standards. Euh, on a démontré notre capacité depuis euh, depuis déjà des dizaines d'années à se faire euh, et Et, euh, on a travaillé aussi depuis je regardais la semaine passée justement pour une présentation, quand est-ce qu'on a commencé à travailler avec les organisations qui travaillaient sur la durabilité puis je voyais que les, les premières présentations à cet effet-là remontaient à 1992-1993 donc des, des présentations officielles et des documents officiels donc c'est pas d'hier donc euh, le CPA Canada et le, le Canada travaillent à cet effet-là et euh, bon, c'est C'est, il faut pas oublier aussi que le Canada est une euh, un pays donc qui euh, qui euh, qui est multilingue euh, on est capable aussi de faire la, la, on est de la croisée des chemins avec euh, plusieurs euh, euh, plus, plus, plusieurs pays euh, on a euh, on, on a travaillé donc avec euh, sur, sur les normes actuelles disons, c'est, euh, on, on fait la traduction des, des, des normes En français euh, pour et on les rend disponible tout le reste du, du monde euh, gratuitement euh, donc c'est on a plusieurs euh, plusieurs éléments qui jouent en, en notre faveur euh, qui, euh, qui font que le canada disons, est l'endroit euh, euh, un endroit idéal pour ce faire et je mentionnais un peu plus tôt les relations la, la géopolitique de des, des, des standards c'est, c'est un, un facteur qui est très important euh, le canada a une une économie disons, qui est très qui est très diverse donc euh, comme je mentionnais un peu plus tôt euh, on, on a euh, des, euh, des des industries de, d'extraction de de ressources naturelles on a aussi euh, une industrie de de de, de transport technologie euh, euh, ainsi de suite et euh, très très développée qui euh, ressemble jusqu'à dans une bonne mesure disons, à l'économie disons, de nos, nos amis américains Et de, de plusieurs euh, grands pays. Donc, on a les, les compétences, si au pays, euh, de, de gens qui travaillent dans ces industries-là, qui peuvent nous aider à, à faire ces, à confectionner, ont les normes les, les plus pertinentes, celles qui vont faire une différence, celles qui vont changer les comportements euh, pour nous euh, nous amener à, au net zéro le, le plus rapidement possible. Donc, euh, euh, Tous ces facteurs-là font que le Canada est un un endroit idéal disons, pour euh, pour euh, pour créer cette euh, cette euh, ce nouveau conseil-là. Et euh, je peux pour juste peut-être compléter là-dessus. Et, et quand je quand je faisais la, on faisait la, la, la levée de fonds, euh, tout le monde disait dans so, uh, puis il me disait ça en, en, en anglais, il disait, Go and do it for Canada. Donc c'est, euh, il y avait vraiment un euh, un aspect dans ce qu'on veut Le Canada joue son rôle et euh, donne l'opportunité à ce moment-là euh, aux jeunes Canadiens de faire partie de la solution euh, pour euh, pour les décennies à venir. Donc, uh, go and do it for Canada.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, c'est, c'est, c'est c'est revenu souvent dans les discussions. We, we, we
2: touched on this um, earlier, but so there are a number of initiatives out there to kind of establish standards. Do we think and the question is for you both uh, Jean-Antoine and Simon like like do we think that the ISSB is our best opportunity to actually get to global standards that are going to be adopted quickly across the board is that is that our best opportunity here
3: you know i i, I think John simon the, the, the prize for the business community and i venture to say uh, for the investor community and all other stakeholders uh, is an objective, uniform and transparent set of sustainability standards, uh, as well as an independent standard setter. And this I believe we will have in the new ISSB. You know, it, it, it's, and its initial focus will rightly so be around climate change, climate risk reporting and, and disclosure. Um, it's going to. Its stated intention is to build on you know the past decade of work around sustainability and reporting frameworks that have come from these glo- other global agencies, and and not to abandon them, but but really to incorporate and uh, and and develop a you know a, a common set. Perhaps drawing from the best features and the most universal features of these reporting frameworks that will resonate and make sense to all of the different the, the, the different stakeholders uh, who have an interest in the, in the success of the, um, the ISSD. Uh, and what we interestingly, I think what we're starting to see is, is lawmakers who have been watching these developments very carefully starting to talk about and in fact introduce legislation or en- enabling legislation that ultimately will encourage issuers companies to uh, adopt certain standards and ideally the standards that are uh, formulated by the ISSB and use those as the framework for their uh, more formal and say securities uh, securities reporting
0: we cannot take another 5, 10 years to f- try to find a, a vehicle, let's see, that has proven its ability to develop standards that are uh, adopted, to see um, in 140 or 150 countries. We can. We don't have five to ten years to 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 to, to create, to say, uh, something new on this. So we've got a, an organization that is um, skilled at doing it. That has been through all the wars, all the scars, of so doing standards, see, the uh, and getting see, the um, the protocols in place, getting the due diligence in place. So there's a certain know-how to see that uh, that uh, that exists there, see, that uh, can uh, uh, can make it um, successful uh, quickly. It, will it be easy? Absolutely not. It will not be easy to, see, to do it because to see the, there's a new the new dimension to see that will be uh, will be uh, brought in to see this uh, this new board to see is different from the financial accounting I see, like I was mentioning earlier on so you'll have to see uh, economists lawyers this social scientists is the uh, many different uh, uh, people who with different different perspective uh, but there's a framework in place see, in how to go about uh, uh, doing standards so it um, we, we've got a, a good vehicle see, to uh, to make it happen that being said and, uh, and for my friends in the IFRS uh, board I've got a lot of. Uh, um, I'm always supporting their work. We'll need to how to to, to learn how to do it faster. And so the 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 the, the standards you see, that uh, will be developed. Say uh, uh, we cannot take five or ten years to come up with standards. So we will, um, but we will build on the experience of the past. And uh, we've got some ways you see, to say uh, to we think to say we can improve on. But we've got a good good solid base to make it happen. So is the IFRS board to say uh, the best vehicle to say to make it happen? In my mind, yes. It's going to be hard. Yes, there will be some changes needed. Yes, but it's doable and it's doable this year.
2: And so in, ter- in terms of, of the early plans, at least for the ISSB, so so, and, and I think, Simon, you mentioned this, Shalatuan, you mentioned that uh, as well earlier. So the focus will be on uh, climate-related standards and then probably expanding on two other uh, ESG topics over time, I guess, S- Simon, so how how does, does that all work uh, o- o- over time in the medium, longer term, all of this in your mind?
3: Well, uh, beyond climate related disclosure, the IFRS Foundation uh, has already indicated that the SSB will uh, in time, and I don't think there, there is any particular framework uh, that's already been, suggest- that's been suggested, but it might be a couple of years, that the SSB will in time look to provide a framework for the disclosure of other ESG metrics uh, that would include, say, a company's link between ESG uh, ESG metrics generally and its long-term uh, business strategy, and the process by which uh, companies use to determine the impact between uh, their ESG metrics and uh, its particular strategy. You know and indeed, we're already seeing some regulators it, it, it being proposed that some regulators be committed to incorporate international ESG standards, such as those contemplated by the IFRS Foundation, as part of normal course issuer requirements and disclosure requirements. And this will extend, for example, to disclosure related to executive compensation, to political activity uh, expenditures, to human capital, workplace harassment, board and executive diversity, worldwide taxes on a country by country basis, uh, cybersecurity, uh, and of course, the sourcing of goods from or through countries facing international sanctions. These are all areas uh, beyond climate change uh, reporting disclosure that could quite comfortably uh, fit within a framework developed by the uh, Sustainability Standards Board. The the business community would certainly welcome a similar degree of harmonization and the production of objective uniform standards in this regard and the benefit of having uh, an independent standard setter overseeing all of this.
2: Charles-Antoine, on on, on a parlé abondamment euh, dans dans la conversation euh, des opportunités hein, euh, qu'offre l'ISSB, mais mais je me demandais, alors qu'on est en train de développer euh, ces normes internationales-là, pour toi, c'est quoi le plus grand défi, là où l'est, le plus grand défi, être face à nous, en fait, alors qu'on développe ces normes-là?
0: C'est les grands défis. C'est, c'est un nouveau domaine de euh la, 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 la mesure la performance financière c'est quelque chose qui qui remonte euh, à, à des euh, à des dizaines et même centaines d'années Donc, sait où on sait comment le faire on sait comment très bien le faire euh, là, ça va être c'est un changement euh, de, 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 de de culture où euh, on, on peut amener les gens à ce moment là à, à mettre autant d'importance sur les autres dimensions. On sait qu'elles sont importantes, Mais euh, en anglais, c'est the proof will be in the pudding. So est-ce que les gens vont vraiment euh, vont vraiment euh, décider de la répartition de leurs investissements sur euh, les euh, sur les autres dimensions euh, J'ai bien l'impression que que oui, mais ça va prendre un peu, quel, quelques années, je dirais, avant de avant qu'on puisse faire l'adéquation un à un, disant que si vous avez une mauvaise performance au niveau, je ne sais pas De, de l'intégrité de votre chaîne d'approvisionnement, mais il y, a un coût, il y aura un coût euh, à payer au point de vue de, de l'attractivité de cette organisation-là pour attirer du capital, l'attractivité de cette organisation-là pour attirer le talent, pour, euh, donc, euh, ça va peut-être prendre un peu de temps euh, pour changer les, euh, les les comportements, et puis, euh, mais, euh, donc, ça, c'est toujours euh, la mesure, les, les, les calculs, et ainsi de suite, ça c'est, ça, c'est le côté facile, là, ça, C'est plus ce quarante les deux oreilles donc qui 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 était un petit peu plus difficile à, à changer. Donc ça c'est ça je vois que ça va être euh, donc mais il faudra faudra tenir le le, le le bateau tout droit disons pour, pour que ça se fasse. Donc changement des comportements euh, ça serait ça donc, qui serait le, le plus plus gros des plus gros défi, à mon sens. D'accord.
2: Simon, sustainability reporting has been primarily voluntary, but we're, we're seeing that regulators are, are, are starting to contemplate if and how these disclosures should be factored into companies' regulatory filings. Could you comment at all on the relationship you foresee between the standards developed by the ISSB and mandatory reporting?
3: Um, well, in short, you know, voluntary standards developed by the ISSB or any other uh, agency for that matter uh, will coexist with mandatory reporting going, going on. You know, in June of this year, the G7 and uh, central bank governors issued a statement that called for mandatory climate related financial disclosure uh, based on the recommendations of the TCFD. And interestingly enough, the G7 also en- endorsed the establishment of the Task Force on Nature Related Financial Disclosures which seeks to build upon the TCFD framework to really reach other biodiversity-related risks, all with a view to releasing a disclosure framework by 2023. And we've already seen in Europe and uh, increasingly in Canada and the U.S., lawmakers encouraging or mandating climate-related disclosures. And this includes laws that require quantitative and qualitative disclosures concerning climate-related risks, greenhouse gas emissions, uh, the ownership or management of fossil-related fuels, and the consideration of different climate warming scenarios. I think notably the G7 expressed support for the efforts of the IFRS Foundation to develop baseline global sustainability reporting standards, the voluntary standards to which you refer, and to establish uh, an International uh, Sustainability Standards Board with the first set of standards due mid-next next year. Uh, for me, all of this suggests that lawmakers will increasingly uh, require the use of standards like those to be promulgated by the SSB, as well as uh, perhaps continue to mandate industry-specific me- uh, metrics, all as frameworks as the basis for their mandatory reporting. So the two, in short, will, will I think, continue to exist, perhaps even more strongly uh, than, they, than they do together, to coexist more, more strongly than they do together.
2: Is there anything else you'd like to add to close off? Maybe, Simon?
3: Well, I'll simply end where I started by congratulating Charles Antoine and uh, CPA Canada. You know, the business community requires an independent, objective, uniform, and transparent standard-setting structures, and we applaud Canada's bid to host the secretariat of the new uh, Sustainability Standards Board. We're a resource-rich country and uh, an intensely biodiverse nature and we're confident that Canada will bring to this role uh, its reputation as an active supporter of international institutions and uh, our expertise in standard setting and sustainability reporting, climate change and climate-related disclosure. So I wish uh, Jean-Antoine and and everyone involved in this bid uh, much success
0: and maybe if I can say a few words to say uh, I re- really and I really mean that to say to um, a big thank you to say to uh, Simon to say so to uh, uh, when we uh, get on to say this journey uh, early on last uh, last fall say, the, uh, to see if it was going to be feasible to say uh, when I was lucky enough to, um, to, to, to find Simon and we talked to say many times over the, the winter how to make it happen so so this, uh, I'm sure, see, that would not have been possible, see, without uh, Simon, this uh, constant uh, support uh, during, during the winter. So, and thank you. Uh, thank you very much for doing so. Thank you very much for uh, BMO, uh, for BMO, to see, for being such a great partner. I think it's it's important to see that uh, we're successful see to uh, to create to see that board say the city uh, we owe it to see for this generation and the generation that comes after us say, the city we need to uh, to be good to see at the uh, how we're going to be allocating resources uh, and and capital in in the in the, uh, the years to come. So that to see we can uh, we can create an environment to see where it's going to be uh, like I say an environment is going to be sustainable to see for uh, uh, for all see, to um, to do business uh, but also to live to see in a in a, um, in a in a pleasant environment or a workable environment. So um, you know for um, for all of those to say of all of us to say that have been part of this journey, so I think it's a it's a bit of a call to action to see that uh, we must do better and we. Must do better now uh, to um, to maybe correct some of the uh, errors of the past. See. and uh, we've got a bit of window to do it, but see the um, there's a sense of urgency that uh, uh, we cannot wait any longer. So um, thank you, thank you all. See, the, uh, and thank you for BMO, and thank you very much, Simon, for all the, the support you gave us. See, to say um, to make it happen.
2: Charles Antoine, Simon, merci beaucoup for your time today uh, and for sharing your insights on this obviously very rapidly evolving topic.
0: Merci beaucoup Jean-Simon.
1: Thanks for listening to Sustainability Leaders. This podcast is presented by BMO Financial Group. To access all the resources we discussed in today's episode and to see our other podcasts, visit us at bmo.com forward slash sustainability leaders. You can listen and subscribe free to our show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast provider, and we'll greatly appreciate a rating and review and any feedback that you might have. Our show and resources are produced with support from BMO's marketing team and Puddle Creative. Until next time, I'm Michael Torrance. Have a great week.